Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Don't miss this post, The Materializing of Evil, Orion's Shadow. Orion's Shadow, Materializing of Evil, has prophecy, stars, signs, aliens, and purebred evil. Against this comes purity, redemption, and truth in a battle as old as life itself. Do not miss this post, Witness of Jesus and the Word of God. Every society at one time has faced or will face the undeniable truth of the witness of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Do not miss this post, American Choice, Blessing or Cursing. American Choice, Blessing or Cursing has not been a concern over the decades since my birth. For that matter, in recent memory, you can attribute an attitude of America that is anti-Christ. Do not miss this post, Clarity Radicalized Agenda. American Clarity Radicalized Agenda has many wondering how this nation got to the point of such upheaval. The years of division in America have drug on. Find the truth of this battle. And the latest post on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Dead Fast Pursuit of Christ's Faithful Saints, Part 1. Classic Warn Radio Series. Faithful saints are to keep the faith. We are to stand for Christ Jesus and also for ourselves, so that no man takes away our crown. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising details a takeover of America. We continue the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Having escaped death many times, can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to DanaGlennSmith.com 
where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising, and you can get your copy there. And now I welcome the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I want to make a point. Uh, we are going in one more week. This is going to begin. Um, our schedule for the show next week will be about the same. It'll be the same. But uh, the following week, as soon as we get into uh, October, the first week and maybe the first two weeks, uh, we won't have shows. We won't even have a studio because we're working on revamping everything. And uh, not just in the studio, but we are also relocating and doing a lot of stuff. So um, we will keep you uh, next week. We'll let you know how it goes. And then if you go by our websites or social media, you, you know, we will still be... Uh, putting some stuff out as for the most part though we're not going to tell people on social media what we're doing this is just between those that listen to the broadcast and not so you can you know uh, always go over to our websites and find out what we're doing pretty much <laughs> okay we're going to begin our first one american clarity radicalized agenda tower referred to this one in the various posts that we were featuring and uh, american clarity radicalized agenda now that's a mouthful and american clarity is really what we need now in other words a focus what is going on and then we have the other part radicalized agenda well, if you talk about radicalized agenda, today we've had numerous people come out. We had a guy in North Dakota that ran over a, a young man who was, for all intents and purposes, a teenager, a later teenager, you know, an older one. Um, he was 18 years old. 18 years old. He would have been a senior in high school, and he was a Republican, and the guy ran him over and killed him. Because he was a Republican. Yeah. And uh, the fact of the matter is, he reported and said exactly what Joe Biden called uh, the, the Republicans as well. Uh, the MAGA agenda and uh, things like that. So, um, well, this guy, at any rate, got out on bail. And uh, there was another guy today uh, that made the news because he was doing the same thing. Good grief. And, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that 
you keep hunting down MAGA, don't be, be surprised if they shoot back and hit you between the eyes. You know, make no mistake. You know, there are Americans that will defend themselves. And so, you know, the big problem is we have a screwed up group of uh, people that are doing it. Now, that's the radicalized agenda. That's just one. We got There's a lot of radicalized agendas. And, uh, you know, another point that I want to make concerning this article, you know, the years of division in America have drug on. And so we're going to, this article looks at a deep look into all of that. And... Uh, you know, you could say that our division is so complete, conservatives, patriots, and others who disagree with the liberal globalist push for socialism have been banned on major social media platforms. Now, that's true. Now, recently, there has been some action uh, from the Supreme Court and from uh, other legalities that uh, is testing this uh, push by the media uh, and the techies that think that they can tell you what to say. Now, this is, we'll just have to see how this goes. And so, uh, constitutional rights continue to be violated, and no one stops what's going on. That's right. And in many parts, it's the, you know, the ones in power are the liberal leftist agenda. And the people that are in Biden's uh uh, administration are the leftist of the left and they are radicalized matter of fact I think they're a bunch of goofballs I think they're totally nuts I don't think there's common sense you know uh, if, if sense was a penny they wouldn't even have a penny the, these people are just they're not only out in left field they're on another planet and so we have some big, big problems in this, and even with the kids. So when we talk about radicalized agenda, when we talk about American clarity, you know, the American clarity that we look at from the standpoint of what we do is Scripture. And, you know, there's really not much of what's going on that I and Tower have not been warning about for many, many years. And uh, it, it is just absolutely amazing, even in the articles that we've been putting up, you know, how, you know, this is fitting exactly what's happening. And so if you haven't gone by warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com, you are missing some of the best. And these aren't short articles. And these articles are not like you find on some of these other websites. That if it weren't for all the commercials, you wouldn't even have an article on it, uh, the ads. And you have little lines all the way dart, dotting around in between all the ads they have. And it's hard to find the article. When you read one of my articles, these things will be almost invariably at least 2,500 words or more. And these are in-depth. And these are biblical. And these are true. So check out American Clarity Radicalized Agenda. There's a bunch of articles. But I'm bringing this to you today. And uh, it, you know what we're seeing basically is Socialism 101 in action. 
and almost everything uh, that what they're doing is following a socialist doctrine that's been tried and true for decades. Period. So with that, we're going to be talking about Liberia. Gospel challenges in Liberia. Deep and daunting. That's Mission Network News. And the story comes Christian Aid Mission via Mission Network News Online. And so the article, and that's, you know, when we talk about these articles like this, Mission Network News Online is the online news where these missions like this one, Christian Aid Mission, is able to put articles up or someone writes about them, in this case, Mission Network News, and they put it on their website and they're talking about Christian Aid Mission. And so this is the way that the gospel gets out, and it's also the way we find out what's going on. And uh, we have talked about these native pastors and missionaries and evangelists many, many times. And if you're in Liberia or if you're in India, if you're anywhere in Africa... Uh, you know, you're going to be facing jungle beasts or you're going to be facing or could face hostile followers of a tribal religion. Uh, you know, animist, for instance. Uh, Islam, for another one. And so when we're talking about Liberia, there's a leader of a local ministry who this article talks about. And... There is no doubt, and this is not just this guy. You know, they talk about bringing God's kingdom to the unreached, takes them to remote villages, walking five to seven hours daily. Now, see, and of course, this is through jungles. There's no roads. Now, see, in parts of India, they use bicycles. And so the people that hate these evangelists on bicycles, they'll beat them up and destroy their bicycles so they can't get around, and then they'll walk around. But the way they get these bicycles is ministries provided for them. And so, um, you know, if you're going to be out there, uh, it, it is not like America. You get out there in these remote jungles, you better have faith. But you, got, you have wild animals and everything else. And then you get to the villages. And that's where you can get killed. And and this leader says, and when we're discussing these stories, we don't use real names. They don't write real names. Because the people on the other side have the internet too or can read it and listen and find out. We don't want anybody to know anybody's name here so we can protect them. And that's why this is done. And it's done as a standard rule when you're dealing with people 
around the world that are real lives. He says, sometimes we encounter mosquitoes, snakes or lions, among other animals, and we get sick. Idol worshippers sometimes threaten us, saying that if we don't leave their village, they will kill us. We have to contend with all of that, relying on God, the author and finisher of our faith. In some That's right. pl- Amen. You know, in, he goes on. You know, how would you like to do that? In some places we go, there is nowhere to sleep. We lie on the dirt floor, the ministry leader said. There may be no good, safe drinking water or light. When the battery and the flashlight I carry is finished, there's nowhere to get additional light at all. There are no shops or stores in the jungle. It's difficult to do missions. Pray for God to provide. Amen. So at any rate... You know, some of the horrible conditions they go through just to minister to these people, they they really are dedicated to the Lord and they suffer a lot trying to bring the word of God to these people. <coughs> you know, and, and I like it's this. It's amazing. I like this guy because uh, <coughs> when he does find a village and uh, he go he tries to find them and he goes to their farms, the people. <coughs> and uh Sometimes they'll be working in their farm, you know, in the garden or in the field. And the, and the leader says that he will take some manpower with him when he goes to these places to work. They don't ask for a dime. And they help them with agricultural seeds free of charge and corn, tomato, and eggplant, though it is very expensive. And this is just one of the ways, you know, and, and that makes sense. And uh, he and other team members led 270 people to put their faith in Christ over the course of six months. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank God. Yeah, and one young woman who accepted the Lord spent much of her time smoking, drinking, and drugs. And he said, when I shared the gospel with her, I told her of the story of the two sons in Luke 15. Then I told her, if you will only believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you, he will. The leader said, without hesitation, she immediately accepted the Lord Jesus and was baptized and is serving in the church as an usher and doing it with joy. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll tell you what, she's been delivered of the drugs and drinking and smoking. Yeah. That's a good story. It is. Well, you know, we did a story quite a while ago where there are some Christians. um, I forgot what lake it was, but they were out there in the lake. And and some Muslims come along and make a long story short. uh, They got killed because they... um, These Muslims threw them out of the boat and... They wound up drowning. Now, that happens because there's so much enmity between Muslims and Christians. But there's another story 
about Muslims where Christians had approached them. And they were in the neighborhood, and Muslims found them, so they came out to them. And the leader of the Christians told the Christians not to be afraid, and they were, they were nice to them. And they had some stuff with them. So they gave them some food and stuff because they had been going around to villages. And these Muslims immediately, you know, stopped. And they had heard that the Christians did that. And so they wanted to hear the gospel. And they, they accepted the Lord, that, that Muslim group. They were going to serve Christ from now on. Because, and, you know, they were hungry. Yeah. And those Christians gave them food instead of protesting and it shocked him that the Christians did that you know and and the point is these are people with they don't have fancy shoes don't have fancy clothing they don't have fancy houses you know a lot of times there's no electrical there's no nothing um, they have batteries like he said you know they have a fire in their hut you know, and that's the way it is, you know. They have lamps and candles and, you yeah. know, they they don't have all of the technology and the glitz we do. And they simply, you know, it's either life or death for them. It is. And yet... You can see amazing things happening over there. And, uh, you know, time and time again, I, I see what's happening in America. And then we see what's happening overseas. And in America, it's going to get bad for, for this country. Because we are immoral. Totally. We have left off, and our churches haven't helped. Because if they were really, if the Christians in this country were really the salt of the earth, this nation wouldn't be the way it is. That's right, it wouldn't be. But, uh, you know, we've been preaching and teaching the gospel for many, many years. And... There's people that just don't want to listen. And they don't believe it. You know, I think that's that's a big point here in America. They just think everything's going to be the same. I don't think they I don't think they believe anything about. You know, I mean even all the shortages and everything is happening here, I don't think they they really get it except it's it's kind of bad. Uh and of course you know, when Trump was in, everything was really good, but they hated Trump. So now they got Biden. Now everything's absolutely terrible, and they still hate Trump. <laughs> it's nuts. You know, these people are screwy. You know, so it's absolutely stupid what what we're fighting about, uh, about in America. That's right. It's just ludicrous. We And we've got... We have got so much delusion in this country right now. It's not going to be hard for the Antichrist to come and 
take them by the hand and lead them into the pit of hell. Amen. That's a fact. So at any rate, uh, pray for Liberia. And also, when we tell you these stories, there's Mission Network News online and Christian Aid Mission. You can look those up online. You can research them. And if you've got extra money, I mean, you can pray for them. But I always urge you to give financially, not just in prayers for them, but financially, whatever you can afford to help these people. Make sure that they're a good, solid mission or missionary group or Christian aid group and that they have boots on the ground, they have good accounting principles, and uh, give them some money to help those in need overseas. Because our brothers and sisters in Christ, and you can look at them, you know, they're, they're all races, all creeds, all colors, worldwide. We pray for them all. We talk about them all. And so when we're accused, you know, of, of being something that we're not, it, it, people are just stupid this way, you know. Oh, you're a racist. Well, you don't know anything. You know, and the ones that are calling the racists out of the liberals, they are the ones who are racist because they're trying to justify what they're doing. And one of the first things in the rules for radicals and even Obama's teaching, and not to mention the socialist teaching and the Marxist teaching, is to simply accuse others of what you yourself is doing. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they do. So we're going to be moving on now. And we have another one here that Tower actually started last week. Yes, it's um, part two of God Behind Bars. And you remember in part one, it, this is a pr national prison ministry, and they've seen more than 450 inmates baptized so far this year. And, um, well, they've given their lives to Christ. And um, the number of inmates accepting salvation is more than quadrupled since 2021. So that's exciting. And you remember Lisa Cole. She's a campus pastor with Faith Promise in the East Tennessee area, and she works closely with God Behind Bars. And she's working at uh, the Bedsoe County Correctional Complex and the Women's Bedsoe County Women's Unit. And she couldn't believe, you know, her first thought was, why are you sending a woman into a man's prison to preach? She thought it was crazy, but... Now it's more than just obedience. There are people inside who will never get out of prison who are more free and living a more peaceful and joy-filled life. It's really unbelievable. And this story, by the way, comes to us from CBN.com. And this is part two. Lisa spoke of Michelle, a woman who had a 30-year meth addiction that landed her in prison. And when Michelle began to attend church services at Bedsoe County Women's Unit, things began to change. She really gave her life to Christ and began reading 10 different devotionals a day. 
and Lisa is telling the story. She was coming to church services and really praying for women, and she is one of the biggest, brightest lights that I've ever seen for Jesus. She recently was released from prison and now attends church on one of Faith Promise campuses. But it was how God answered three specific prayers for her that is encouraging other women inmates. She wanted to find a good job. She wanted reconciliation with her children. And she wanted to have her teeth fixed. As a recovering meth addict, Michelle was self-conscious about the condition of her teeth but a, behind, a God Behind Bars volunteer and mentor spoke with a local dentist who agreed to provide her with a full set of dentures for free. That would not have happened if, she, if we did not have a mentor who was discipling her and her being a shining beacon of light for so many, Cole said. <clears throat> Michelle has also found a great job and attended church with her daughter a week after being released from prison. She hadn't seen her daughter since she was three, and now she's 17. She adds that those types of miracles give the inmates hope. Their identity from the world, for some of them, they have to carry it for the rest of their lives, even if they get out. And so many people don't feel a lot of hope when they're inside. Lisa and Isaac said the inmates are learning to rely on or learning who God says they are we see that God still has such an amazing purpose for these men and women behind bars they aren't counted out I think so many people look at people in prison and count them out and people think that they are kind of worthless and I know these men and women feel that too I think if God's grace can't extend to a prisoner then it can't extend to me, he added. And I think that we, as believers and Christians, should believe that God's grace can change the worst of the worst. We are all redeemed, Lisa expressed. God does such amazing miracles. Amen, amen to that. God is a God of restoration, and he changes lives and every day. Thank the Lord. Yeah. I like that story. It was a good story. It was a good story. It is a good story. It is. And that's what we need to see in America on a wholesale level. That's right. You know, great, a lot of things like that. Now we're in Uganda. This comes to us from Christian News Network. And Christian News Network is kind of like Mission Network News. Uh, They feature news stories and things. And this is about uh, End Time Word Ministry Church. And this is in Uganda. And uh, evangelists from the End Time Word Ministry Church were traveling from one district to another district. And they were on a commercial transport boat with plans to plant a church. And uh, that came via, that news came via a Christian survivor. And uh, that survivor had told the attack on Morningstar News. Now, the survivor was actually a deacon at a church 
and he was acting as a guide and said the five evangelists began proclaiming Christ to a group of ten Muslims in Islamic attire aboard the boat. And on our way, this one person within the group of believers started preaching to the people on the boat, which resulted in a huge argument between Muslims and the missionaries concerning the sonship of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said one of the Muslims began threatening the Christians, saying, if you continue insisting that Jesus is the Son of God, then Allah will kill all of you. Citing scripture, the evangelists continued affirming the sonship of Christ. And the Muslim then said, we're giving you one last minute to stop your blasphemy and to convert by confessing the sh shahadid or else your lives are at risk. And they, these five evangelists refused to announce Christ. The Muslims seized them and pushed them off the boat one by one. Now the lake isn't really deep, only four to seven meters, four to five meters, a little under six. They were 200 meters from shore, so all Christians drowned. That's sad. And so the Muslims aboard were all in agreement that the Christians should be killed, which doesn't surprise me. When you're in Africa like that, this is typical. Neither they nor the boat's pilot did anything to intervene, and that's because the pilot would have been thrown over. <laughs> that's horrible. And uh, the Muslims ask uh, one of them, who was piloting the boat if he was one of the missionaries sparing him when he said he was not part of the church planning team. When the boat docked, he took a motorcycle to the church that had invited them and an elder obtained help from local officials and a fishing group uh, to find and remove the bodies. Now, you see, Uganda has a constitution laws providing for religious freedom. But if you're in Africa, there's no such thing as a constitution. Because you get killed just like this. And in Africa, we see this a lot. It's just one of the most frustrating things... See, because you're talking five evangelists, and they're dead. Do you know, when you kill people that are out there like that, you can't just snap your fingers and replace them. When a pastor's killed, you know, anybody like that, not to mention a wife or a mother, you know, people lose jobs. All these things are just gut-wrenchingly multiplied in a place like Uganda or Africa. Because who's going to take over? Who's going to support the families? And so that's just too bad. It is very tragic.
Very disturbing. And it looks like from the ages of them, uh, there were one that was 52, 44, 39, 27, and 28. There's one that you can identify as a woman. But other than that, it just... And... uh, They've identified two of the suspects that were in in this. But I think this is absolutely... And see, this is one of the sticking points of Muslims. Because Allah has no son. Exactly. And they won't budge from that, some of them. But oh. he does. Allah is not... Oh, wait, never mind. I'm not going to say... So, at any rate... It's a terrible, terrible situation. It's just very, very disturbing that this stuff goes on around the world. And even in the United States, this kind of stuff does. And we got another uh, story here. This is from CBN. And, you know, I should get used to this. But we were talking about, and I mentioned it today, about that man who killed that young re- young Republican. And he went before the judge, and the judge released him on bail, and he's on, uh, on charges of murder. And he's released. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. These judges, you know, that's what they're doing. So... We're talking about lawlessness in the U.S. Well, in Illinois, they have a new law that takes effect next year. It's going to do away with the cash bail system in the state. Oh, you're kidding. Meaning suspects charged with felonies, including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and arson, will be released without bail. That is wrong. Well, that's lawless. We yeah. are in the mystery of iniquity, the days of lawlessness. And this, Illinois, is a democratic enclave. It always has been. So this doesn't surprise me. Every, Repub- every democratic big city and state is a mess now. And very lawless, high murder rates because of the way these people do things like this. Absolutely ridiculous and stupid. Not to mention the blood that's on the hands of these morons that are doing this. Now, they call it the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act. Yeah, bunch of crap. Fairness? I don't like that because there's nothing fair about murder, arson, robbery, and they should be held accountable. They should not be getting out without bail so it has 12 non-detainable offenses secondary murder aggravated battery arson without bail uh, drug induced homicide kidnapping burglary robbery intimidation aggravated DUI aggravated fleeing and eluding drug offenses and threatening a public official and anybody after January 1st, 2023, that's charged with any of those particular crimes 
will be released without bail. And so the bail system will be a thing of the past. And <laughs> it's a system that considers yeah. the offense severity, the risk of not appearing in court, the potential threat to the community. Well, we already know this. We've seen some results of this. Uh-huh. They let them out and people get killed. And the governor was J.B. Pritzker of Illinois. Remember that name. Don't vote for him. It's an 800-page law, by the way. Good grief. Wow. These people don't... Who can read through all that? Well... It's ridiculous. Yeah. The state attorney, though, said that it will be the end of days when the law goes into effect. Yeah, that's true. He said that on a YouTube video. <laughs> he said the hands of police, prosecutors, and judges will be tied. Mm -hmm. And he says, what you see in Chicago, we'll have here. They're in Glasgow, in Illinois. That's crazy. On the 90th day, they get out, no matter what crime they committed. Won't be able to hold people longer than three months. Good grief. The bill will destroy the city and the state of Illinois. Yep, you better believe it. I don't even understand how the people who support it can't realize that. Well, there's a lot of them. There's enough people that believe like that to get the laws passed, and they're mostly criminals, I would say. Yeah. You know, and we see it all over the place. You know, we see it in Newsom's California. We see it over New York. We see it in Illinois, Chicago, for instance. We see it in Oregon and Washington. It's ridiculous. You yes, can sir. You, you can also see it down Denver because they do some of that. It's it's just absolutely asinine. No wonder people aren't safe in the big city anymore. They're not safe in a lot of places. This is ridiculous. So at any rate, lawlessness USA. And we can say even without this, uh, yeah, it's lawless here. And so are you ready for this next one? Yes. This next story is... Very gut-wrenching. It's very disturbing. It's heartbreaking. It comes to us from CBN News. It's out of Nairobi. The story is out of Nairobi, Kenya. It's extraordinary conditions of African famine. So unprecedented famine conditions not seen in the last 40 years are gripping parts of Africa. They've had back-to-back -back droughts. They've had the COVID-19 thrown in there. And effects from the Ukraine war have created dire conditions for the eastern region. Faduma, Fadumo has just buried her two sons here on the outskirts of Mogadishu, Somalia. 
She lays a thorny branch on their graves to protect their bodies from wild animals. And both her sons died from starvation. She said, I wanted to die before them so they could bury me, but both of them died before me. Just gut-wrenching. Somalia and its neighbors in the Horn of Africa, including Ethiopia and Kenyan, are facing unprecedented drought conditions. We've had four failed rains. And this was reported by Alex with the World Food Program. The drought that we were currently seeing in the Horn of Africa is the worst drought in over 40 years. On average, one person dies every 48 seconds from hunger in the Horn of Africa. Less in less than every minute a person is dying. And because of the drought, many water sources have dried up. And this was um, Wafa Saeed, a UNICEF representative, warned. Many wells have also dried up. With crops failing, the United Nations say more than 22 million people are at risk of starvation many of them farmers who only grow enough food to feed their own families. People will be forced to flee to look for food. People will have to try and find a way to survive, and obviously this entails a very perilous journey for people who are already marginalized. And this is reported from Rain Paulson of the UN's Food and Agricultural Organization. Many in the region only rely on livestock for livelihood, or who have relied on livestock for, for livelihood have seen massive numbers of their animals wiped out. For example, in northern Kenya, we've lost about 1.5 million herds of livestock. Similarly, in southern Ethiopia, we've lost about 2 million in Somalia, we've even stopped counting. In Somalia alone, around 8 million people, or half the population, are experiencing crisis hunger levels. One in three children face chronic malnutrition. And uh, um, Martin Griffiths, the United Nations humanitarian chief, says, I have been shocked to my core these past few days by the level of pain and suffering we see so many Somalis enduring. Famine is at the door. And Anne Kazamobo oversees CNN, CBN's office in Kenya in partnership with over Operation Blessing. They've been distributing food and other aid supplies to some of the hardest hit regions of her country. It's been quite devastating in some communities, especially in the arid areas. Even when there's rain, food is hard to come by because they're not able to grow their food. Four, conservative, four consecutive droughts and African economies still reeling from the coronavirus pandemic have created these dire conditions. As if that was not enough, the situation has been aggravated by the current conflict in Europe between Russia and Ukraine. Before the war, Somalis imported 90% of its wheat from Russia and Ukraine, while Ethiopia imported 42%. In 
Kenya, which also imports oil, iron, steel, and fertilizers from Russia and Ukraine, imports 44% of its wheat from both countries. This story is just heartbreaking to me, Dana. I just can't stand to see this going on. Well, you better get used to it. I don't know if you can. I know that it talks about it in the last days, but it's just hard to see that people suffer like that. Well, and we're talking about areas that have had history of famine. All of these places. We're in... We're talking about South Sudan now. But, you know, Sudan is in Africa. Uh, and it is. And see, you're not even talking about other areas. No, that's just and, the, the, the around the horn of Africa. And you're also not even discussing the fact that uh, a lot of the grains they use in there are like millet. And, uh, you know, and, and you have millet and sorghum, various things that uh, you find around the world, not necessarily uh, top staple uh, here, but uh, they will use other grains. And uh, because of the war in Ukraine, there's a shortage of grains and there's a shortage of food. Um but if you get in the West and you get in Europe and you get in the UK, you get over in China, you get in Russia itself, and, uh, you know, down in South America, you don't have these things. But traditionally, when you get in Africa and this this whole region in there, that's where, you know, you know people one, are dying. Yes, and one thing that affects these countries, they used to grow their own um, wheat, I don't know whether it was millet or sorghum or something, but they started importing from Russia and Ukraine, and they depended on them instead of growing their own crops. They got away from doing that, and that's another issue. Well, see, and now, as you pointed out, they can't even grow their own. No, they're not getting the rain. They've had years of drought. Well, in Juba, South Sudan, this comes from Morning Star News. Judge Hamon Hamza dismissed apostasy charges against Christians in central Darfur state. That's in Sudan. And uh, he said that apostasy is no longer a crime in Sudan. So, like, if you're a Muslim and you become a Christian, they used to be able to get you on apostasy. But, uh... <laughs> these three men, the three men that we're talking about here, were brought before the prosecutor who told them they would face the death penalty if they did not renounce their Christian faith <sighs> and agree not to pray, share their faith, participate in any activities that identify them as Christians. The men refused, refused so they were charged with apostasy. And that's how they wound up. Well, when they got before the jar, the judge, you know, it was thrown out because it's no longer a law anymore. That's good. 
And, of course, here they had been arrested in Article 126 of Sudan's 1991 Criminal Code, uh, code, and it was nullified in 2020. And in July of 2020, the transitional government that took effect in September 2019 decriminalized apostasy, which had been punishable by death. So thank God. Yes. The church the poor Christians had formed was authorized by the Ministry of Guidance and Religious Endowments, uh, but now it's been closed due to threats and attacks by area Muslim extremists. And three other churches have closed due to increased threats. And see, this is the way it works in Africa. This is why, you know, some some places can get through this, but Sudan is a terrible place. And, we, you know, Sudan itself uh, is just one of those countries that they've got Christians and they've got Muslims. And it, it's just a mess. Well, they decriminalized um, apostasy in July of 2020. These men shouldn't have even been charged with that. They should never have been arrested. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is that most of these Muslims don't keep up on the law. Their law is the Quran, yeah. or their interpretation of it. So, in this particular thing, this tells you about... Well, it did say that Sudan had dropped out of the top ten for the first time in six years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it, and they it it was really bad, and so it's no longer a crime. And thank God these guys are out. But you got to be careful putting a church just anywhere. And so uh, pray for Sudan and pray for these men. Pray for those that minister there. Um, Pray for those caught up in the famine. We need to get food to them and help. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't think there's enough help to help everybody. I don't think so either. It's just so huge right now. But so, God is unlimited. Yes, he is. <laughs> but we are in the end of days. And yes, we are. You are noisy. I'm sorry, my mic fell over. It's not supposed to. You're supposed to have one of those state-of-the-art things. <laughs> You're Whatever. not supposed to be knocking it over. It's okay. Is it? Yes. Yeah, it's quieter, I can tell. You don't have to tell me. I know these. I'm a professional. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you know... This stuff is gut-wrenching. It is. And we cover this for a reason, folks. To bring out about the persecuted church and people around the world and what they're facing. Because as Christian believers, we need to be praying for them. We need to be working, uh, you know, to help them through through other missionaries, other programs, other ministries that are working in the regions to help them. And uh, the WIBR Warren Radio, uh, Tower and I, uh, we do have a list of a lot of ministries, but we have a list of the ones that we are able to help. And, uh, but, you know, the thing of it is, if you had Bill Gates' money, you know, they were talking about 
Zuckerberg today from Facebook because and and Elon Musk was the same way. Uh, see, their worth goes up according to the stock market, and Elon Musk and uh, Zuckerberg both lost billions, mm. billions of dollars. But guess what? They got billions left. Mm-hmm. And and I've thought this time and time again. If we only had that money, could we find a way to feed the world? Yeah. You know. That's a and, good question. And I, to be honest with you, I think people would abscond with it. I think programs wouldn't work. I don't think we'd be able to get the food there. I think people would steal it. You know, I think yeah. people are corrupt today. I don't think they care. Look at all the stuff happening in America. And are we talking about South Sudan? You know, or are we talking about the lawlessness in the USA? Are we talking about Liberia? No. No, we're not. So at any rate, we're going to have to get out of here. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're glad that you joined us whenever you do. We're thankful for each and every one of you. We pray for you. We love you. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Be sure to watch or be sure to get a battle lines to come on to battle lines tomorrow night. Where you will hear the redemption nears on Warren Radio. Or on um, battle lines tomorrow night. Okay, we love you. Stay safe. Be careful. Pray for your brethren around the world. We pray for you and pray for us. Thank you for all you do for Christ. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows there. We have a lot of a series, a lot of heavy-duty stuff to listen to, so check it out. Get my book, The Rising. You will like this book, a Christian fiction thriller. Go to danaglinsmith.com, and you can look up in the nav bar, or you can go to warn-usa. Both of them have links, and you can find it in a lot of different places as well. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Get the book, read the book, and send me a comment through our website on what you think. Take care of yourselves. Pray for the persecuted church and pray for those that help the persecuted church. Until next week, take care of you and your family. May God keep you and deliver you from the evil and make a way for you to escape from the evil. And may you find peace and joy in the Lord. He's coming soon, so keep the faith, because he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Until next time, Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.